0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North America and all the ships at sea. This is Philip Terzian, literary editor of the Weekly Standard, and this is the weekly podcast about the books and arts section of the Weekly Standard. This week we are looking at the July 27th, 2015 issue of the Standard, which begins with a, a uh, review essay I'm very pleased about. Um, it is a review of excuse me, a book entitled Sappho, a new translation of the complete works by Diane J. Rayer and André Lardinois. And the review is by A.E. Stallings. Uh, Alicia Stallings is an American uh, poet, long resident in Athens, um, who is herself, a, uh, in addition to being a poet, is also a very distinguished uh, translator, uh, largely of classical uh, texts. And I asked her to look at this new um, definitive um, collection of Sappho's poetry. Sappho, of course, being the famous, if slightly mysterious, uh, woman poet from the island of Lesbos, whose fame and sometimes infamy has uh, has uh, come down over the centuries to us. And um, she has given us a delightful essay that tells us not only about Sappho, about whom inevitably not a great deal, is known. But also the poetry and the history of the poetry, how it has been uh, received over the centuries, how it has been translated. Um, it's a its a comparatively small body of work, as with many classical authors, I guess. Um, a certain amount of Safa's work is lost to posterity. But it's a, a wonderful introduction to the subject, uh, specifically, and to um, Classical poetry, indeed one might say poetry in general. Um, so I can hardly recommend Classical Intoxication, Love Through the Lens of Sappho by A.E. Stallings. That is followed by a piece by Andrew Nagorski. Andrew Nagorski is a, uh, a former uh, Newsweek foreign correspondent and now historian um, uh, who frequently writes on, on um modern uh, european often specifically german history and this is a book entitled swan song 1945 a collective diary of the last days of the third reich by walter Kampowski. and um, andrew Nagorsky has written a very compelling description of the um the horror and chaos that attended the uh, defeat and uh, not only of the Third Reich, but the collapse of Germany under the circumstances. Germany, of course, uh, having embarked on the Second World War, um, uh, certainly suffered nemesis in the past, last few years with the relentless bombardment, the privations that the Germans suffered, the pressure from the uh, Russians in the east and the Allies in the west, which led to a a, a genuinely a Wagnerian sort of climax to that whole uh, tragic era, which is um, described here uh, in the first person by various people, uh, not just Germans, of course, but also um, uh, the, the people in the armies of occupation, as well as other Europeans. So it's a—it's an extraordinary story, and Andrew Nagorski um, summarizes it for, for us um, with his usual... Uh, skill and, and uh, dramatic flair, I might say. That is followed by a piece by Christoph Irmscher, uh, who is a, um, a professor of English at Indiana University who specializes in writings about natural history. And he's looking at a, a book not about natural history so much, but uh, The Natural World um, by Deborah Kramer. The title of the book is The Narrow Edge, a tiny bird, an ancient crab, and an epic journey. Um, the book is, in effect, about a, uh, a small shorebird uh, seen on the eastern shore of the United States called the Red Knot. Um, along with her piece, I've included for your uh, convenience a nice color photograph of a Red Knot on a, a beach in North Carolina. But the Red Knot is an endangered bird. It is disappearing uh and rapidly and for reasons no one is fully certain, although the author has some theories, none of which she can prove, only suggest. Um, and it's a wonderful book uh, and 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 a great essay by Christoph Ermscher about the the complexity of the ecology and how species rise and fall come and go, the innumerable myriad factors that contribute to the problems they suffer, the, the extraordinary adaptation that, that evolution has given animals, including red knots, um, how that works, miraculously, how it doesn't work sometimes. Um, obviously, sometimes uh, the presence of mankind is responsible, but not always and not necessarily in this case. So it's an interesting... It's an interesting subject, and Christoph Ermscher um, describes it in in very interesting fashion. I think I think if you've ever uh, if you've ever gazed at a bird or looked up at the sky or, or think a little bit about the natural world day to day, you will find this a very interesting essay. That is followed by a review uh, by James Bowman of a book entitled "The Speechwriter: A Brief Education in Politics" by Barton Swain. Barton Swain is an occasional contributor to these pages. And uh, in recent years, uh, he spent um, uh, a few years as um, a speechwriter for Governor Mark Sanford of South Carolina, who, alas, is perhaps best known today for his private life more than his public life. And um, although he <clears throat> ultimately finished his Terms as South Carolina governor, he's uh, in a kind of form of disgrace. He's of course now back in Congress as a representative from South Carolina, which he was before he became governor. But but Barton Swaim has written a a fascinating, uh, eloquent, insightful, funny, rueful um, review of what it's like to be a speechwriter, and having been a speechwriter myself, uh, at times in my life, I can attest to the the uh, authenticity of what he's talking about. And, of course, in this case, he was dealing with a a, a singular figure in Mark Sanford whose, whose personality um, comes shining through in the book. It's a book that's both funny and sobering at the same time, and I think James Bowman does it uh, justice in his review, which is followed by a um, review by uh, James Gardner, who frequently writes about art for... Um, The book's and arts section. Um, He is looking at a biography of um, Isamu Noguchi, the Japanese-American sculptor. Uh, The book is entitled Listening to Stone, The Art and Life of Isamu Noguchi by Hayden Herrera. And uh, Noguchi, um, um, whose life uh, sort of began and ended in the 20th century, the beginning of the 20th century and ended uh, uh, in the late 20th century, lived a long life um he was as i said a japanese american although born in uh, california so he had um uh and i think only one of his parents i think his father was was japanese his mother was american so throughout his life he always had one foot in this country and one foot in japan and um his his very compelling uh earthworks his stone uh sculptures uh his stone um works um to some degree in fact to a considerable degree reflect that that dual heritage of his Um, the book seems to succeed in conveying naguchi's life and work and james gardner as always um, it's 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 not an easy thing to write about things like music and art when they're ideally experienced um, on their own terms either by listening or viewing but james gardner has a particular genius for making art uh, come alive in the written word and here he does it with something that's even harder it's uh, because since Noguchi's uh, sculptures are are abstractions uh, for the most part and Noguchi himself is a slightly oblique figure so it's an interesting fascinating essay Uh, John Podhortz's review this week is of Love and Mercy which is the um, biopic about Brian Wilson the uh, the leader and songwriter for the Beach Boys, who has a, who, whose long periods of mental illness have given him a kind of romantic aura that uh, I think the the movie seems to uh, exploit. And um, uh, John looks not uh, at not just the movie, but the whole way that creative genius is uh, depicted and sometimes uh, overstated or misunderstood in cinema as always the movie notwithstanding John's treatment of it is is well worth the price of admission. That is the July 27th Books and Arts section of the Weekly Standard. I, as always, I thank you very much for joining me for these few moments. I hope you um, take the opportunity to read the essays I've just described, and I very much look forward to uh, talking to you about our next issue next week. Thank you.